one eye open when I'm sleeping. Hey guys, welcome back to this podcast. You're listening to Honey Hands. And yes, yes. And you're back at again with another podcast. In this podcast, well, in this episode, actually, we're going to be talking about um, confidence building as well as handling rejection. This is such a massive, you know, um, it's a big thing to like talk about and juggle because we're still going through it. So I feel like we're we're um, the best people to speak about it because I feel like we've been rejected well in different ways in terms of like academic in terms of the workplace so yeah we'll be talking about that just the breakdown of all the segments the first segment we'll talk about all things rejection you know we'll define what rejection is you know the dictionary term we'll talk about our own meaning of rejection how we've overcome that and like give you tips and tricks on how to kind of overcome that the second segment will be all about confidence so confidence building and like how you can take initiatives and like you know tips and tricks on how you can build on your confidence because you know it's a it's a journey you know yeah it's, it's not it's a, a quick fix part. it is you're right and the final section the third section will be about like it will be a mini story time you know yeah. me and you open up the bed. i know guys i'm gonna bear everything mm. uh an embarrassing story mm. but i'll do it for the podcast because it's a safe space it's a safe space and we'll just look back in hindsight so yeah guys grab your snacks grab your tea grab everything just you know support the girls Hi everyone, editing Henny here. I just wanted to interject for a moment and talk about my phase. I know that I'm in charge of editing this week, so I'm going to be going through what I've been feeling this month. So I think I also made like a blog post about it on our Instagram. But in terms of like film, I think Brandy Cherry Flavor is a must watch. So I hope that like everybody starts watching it because it's something that's never been done before I don't want to give too much of the plot away but it's set in the 90s and follows a young female director and then she's trying to navigate you know the issues of trying to take credit for your own work and people always trying to take credit and change your your story basically and the second thing is White Lotus which is another short series I recently finished and my current read that I want to recommend is The Opium Wars by Julia Lovell and if anybody's um, a politics or history student I really recommend this book Um, I recently started reading it I just literally bought it a few days ago and it's been so good the writer breaks down not only what happened in the opium wars well the first and second one but also how it affected the Chinese population it talks in depth about the actual British soldiers and figureheads that were involved at the time not only listed dates but also names which to anybody who is interested in history is really useful in terms of citing where your information is from so yeah I think that breaks down what I've been up to this month in this part we're going to be talking about rejection and defining defining it as well so the Oxford Dictionary defines it as dismissing or refusing a proposal or an idea Mm -hmm. I don't know like I feel like rejection is a bit more deeper than that it could also affect you 
emotionally mm. like somebody rejecting your character your personality like your identity and what you stand for mm. yeah it's definitely more deeper rooted than that and i think when you experience rejection depending on who you are and like what you've gone through i think it can affect you enormously in the sense that you know it's a wound and it's going to take some time before you recover it's not like oh unfortunately you didn't get the job just that mm. like mm. it's much more than that if it if, especially if it's coming from somebody that you hold dear mm. you know as you said like you're kind of talking about like childhood and like you said it can affect you like emotionally but like let's talk about like psychologically as well you know like as a child a lot of things you go through but like as an adolescent or as an adult you don't remember a lot of the things that you experience of course if it was traumatic you know it will be stored in your long term memory but as you get older you forget a lot of things but then when like you start you know like feeling rejected or you feel like you know certain aspects of your life is not going the way that you have or like you get into relationships like those traumas they come out like you're triggered you're actually triggered without even like, without you even knowing and like you could you could have gone your whole life like 15 18 20 25 years without like being triggered but like as soon as like something happened like i don't know maybe you didn't get that grade mm-hmm. maybe you didn't get that grade to, in order for you to go to university yeah maybe um you didn't get that job that you aspired exactly. when you were a child or maybe like that relationship that you had ended mm-hmm. and it didn't mutually end it ended because you know one party rejected the other yeah. party it triggers you and like it's it's really messed up i think um, it's really messed yeah. up like no one really talks about like you know yeah because you know what i realized everybody's always like glamorizing the ups mm. and never looking at the downs mm. so when somebody gets rejected or like i don't know you you don't hear what you wanted to hear you don't speak about it and because of that we've normalized not speaking upon rejection and mm. we talk about it as if it's a failure mm. which is not because you know if you're getting rejected it's more like redirection like mm. they're redirecting you to a better opportunity mm. because when one door closes another one opens mm. but don't you think like that's so hard for people who are like experiencing rejection to see that like yeah, i think you're we right, can speak yeah. on that because we've had that hindsight we've experienced that mm. and like years later we've laughed at it and said oh wow like alhamdulillah mm-hmm. this didn't work out because this happened you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. whereas what would your advice be to someone who's like going through rejection Yeah, I think like what um the main piece of advice I would give is that you know everything is already written in terms of the deen and mm. in terms of Islam what's meant for you will come for you. Mm. And I think it's all about patience and it's like a waiting game. You know, um as much as like we know it's a test, it doesn't feel like a test because it's very personal like if somebody keeps saying like you're rejected, we don't think you're right for this or like I'm not into you that way in all aspects of rejection it's so hard to hear because you're like am I good enough um you start questioning your worth and like your position and your purpose in life but I think it's um a matter of patience and you know you finding the skill set the attributes and the qualities to push you further along your journey on this earth Mm. I'm kind of glad you brought religion into it. Like I just really want to like quote a hadith and I'll be sure to source it because I can't even think about it at the top of my head but this uh, hadith um is it basically says what is meant for you will come even if it's between if it's even it's what if I'm walking okay, <laughs> okay. so take your time um what is meant for you will reach you even if it's beneath two mountains 
and what is not meant for you will not reach you, even if it's between your two lips. I'm going to source it, guys, because Dalil is so important in Islam. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, when things don't work out for me, like mm-hmm. I always try and remember that yeah. hadith because it's like, okay, yeah. you know, something that was so close that you feel like mm-hmm. you were going to get. Yeah. Like in your heart of heart, you said, I'm getting that. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, I see it. It's coming. Yeah. I, it's right here. And you don't get that. Yeah, It's heartbreaking. But then also seeing something and thinking, you know, what? I'm never going to get that. Like, I just don't see it. But it comes to you, you know? Mm. What would you say or like what piece of advice would you give um, for people that go through rejection and be like, you know what, it's not meant for me. But at the same time, like they they are also capable of like still pursuing it. Like, you know, um, people always tell you, oh, just don't give up. You know, if it doesn't work out first time, keep going back, um, increase that drive. Like you know, there's a fine line between you pursuing something and having so much determination and motivation mm-hmm. and you also accepting your um, defeat in the sense that it's not meant for you. You know, if you're Muslim, like, I'm going to keep relating this back to Dinta because, you know, there's certain things in this world you just cannot explain as human beings, you know? Yeah. But, like, if you look at it from a Dini perspective, like, it, you know, you have your answers. I just say when you're stuck between a decision, like, you're thinking, should I give up? And you're thinking, no, I want to keep doing this. Like, I'm capable of doing this. Yeah. I think you should pray istikhara. Like, guys, I never prayed istikhara. I think recently, it's kind of like in the last month or so, I prayed istikhara. And, like, I always just thought istikhara was, like, when you're getting married. And you're like, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, like, any life-changing decisions. And I'm so upset at myself that I didn't pray istikhara for a lot of things in my life. Yeah. Because it would have just made everything easier. Yeah. Whereas if it was studying abroad, mm-hmm. choosing Brunel, um, just any aspect of my life. I don't want to share too much details, but it would have just made that yeah. decision-making process mm-hmm. a lot easier. So I just say praise the Hara, do a bit more research on it because ultimately it's the Hara is you have two decisions or you have multiple decisions, but you're leaning towards one and you're really just asking Allah to guide you because you're saying, Allah, I've chosen this, but please, if it's meant for me, bring it closer. If it's not meant for me, drive it away, like make it hard for me. And there you go, you have your answer. And you know, a lot of people, they think it comes to you in a dream. And of course, some people, they, it has come to them in a dream. But a lot of people, they describe it as you feel ease. Mm-hmm. Like, say, honey, I've made a decision today. Yeah. I've prayed Sahara. And I'm sure of that decision because in my heart, I find peace. Yeah. Whereas if they don't, like if it's not meant for them, mm-hmm. they'll be anxious, they'll be confused. And also, like, if there are other parties involved, they're not acting right. Like, something's always wrong. Something's always blocking that blessing. So, like, um, sometimes it's just in a dream, it's a feeling, sometimes it's just, like, externally. So, I just say, if you're Muslim, pray it's the heart if you're stuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good advice, especially, like, I don't think uh, it's apparent for other people that you can pray mm-hmm. for anything, you mm-hmm. know, like, if you have any form of doubts or, like, troubles, you know, it's always worth giving Allah, you know, your your respect, also your time as well, because we're here to always remember him but going back to what I said before in terms of you know you having that drive and you knowing when to give up I think it all just depends on the person like if you really think that you're capable of doing this and like going the extra mile or just like having that perseverance and resiliency yeah definitely do it but at the same time if you feel like you know the costs outweigh everything else and that you're losing so much and gaining less then it's worth you taking a step back and re-evaluating your plan Mm. and it's not talked about enough you know I feel like even academic institutions like your your parents it's like oh you'll get it the next time but like 
in terms of rejection, I don't think there's um, a qualification slash skill set that prepares you. It's something that you have to experience yourself. Mm-hmm. And I realized that a certain group experiences uh, rejection. And I'm just talking about this in terms of like, let's just say academic. Like if you're not given anything, like any help, you have to figure everything out yourself. And this relates back to, you know, our childhood or just like in general, like childhood um, rejection. It's you being the first person to like pursue X, Y, and Z. It's you being the first person to like go outside of the pond. And I realized that this is the case for like a lot of POCs or just like anybody of a certain background where nothing is really handed to you. Because when you see other people in your family pursue um, a certain career or like do something spectacular, it motivates you to to do the same thing and it also shows that it's capable whereas like with for example for me I could only speak for myself it's like I'm continuously testing the waters and seeing what's available out there for me whereas I don't know like my counterparts it's much more accessible for them I'm so glad that you talked about like ethnic minorities and just like people of color and like the BAME community because like I think it hurts us even more when we're rejected like in terms of like academia and also the workforce like employment because as you said we haven't received on a silver spoon that we've worked our asses off like we deserve that like academically we're capable skill set we're capable it's like why didn't I get out why did I lose it to someone who does not even have the same attributes that I have who has not succeeded the same way I have who has not worked as hard as I have you know and I think that can be very triggering and if you compare that to you know someone who's been like given the silver spoon their whole life and they got rejected for them they probably don't even care I can't speak for them but it's because they never really cared they never really like yearned for that Mm -hmm. so is it really a rejection to them maybe it's just oh maybe another opportunity will come for me it's fine like I can network I I can get another job whereas if you set your your sights on it and you've given your blood sweat and tears and you don't get it your whole world comes crashing down and you that's your your whole identity that was your whole purpose you know, so um, I think it can be really hard, especially for like the ethnic minorities, especially like us girls, us boys. So like at the end of the day, we're Somali. Like our parents look at having a good job, having like edu- being educated, you know, being married. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like yeah. they have certain goals for us, and like when we, I would I don't want to say when we fail, but when we're rejected in any aspect, it like it hurts us and it harms us and it triggers us because. We're thinking, oh, I failed. And you haven't failed, but you're thinking, I failed not only for myself, but I failed for my parents. I failed for, like, what they wanted of me, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's, I don't know, it's hard. Yeah. Even, like, with parents, like, sometimes they might see themselves as a failure as well. Like, we don't see it mm. often because we just see, we put this up, we put them on this pedestal where, you know, they've sacrificed so much, and they have. But at the same time, it's like, they're also human. They have um, experiences where they have doubts and like fear failure and rejection and my dad um a few days ago like he told us like I had dreams of becoming a pilot when I first came to this country I had dreams about you know pursuing um what's it the task force and like law enforcement and stuff like that and I was like what then like what happened like what stuff do you use like when I first came to this country Somalis were in a place where they were fleeing a civil war. Nobody really had the knowledge, connections to do anything. Mm -hmm. And so many doors were shutting in my face. And 
the fact that like he's um, managed to put all his, well, half of his uh, children through uni and some of them through their masters is an, an incredible Allah achievement. Allah yeah, and I think that's like the um, that's the symbol of rejection, where you know just because you wasn't meant for something, other things are meant for you. You, uh, you know, like other things are waiting for you for mm. you to pursue. Um, and if not, then your kids like will pass on that legacy. Like your your kids can also achieve the same aspirations in a similar light mm. to what you had hoped for yourself. Mm. And that's probably why like parents push us so much. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's so beautiful that you kind of told this story because like. I agree with Hani, like, our parents live vicariously through us. So, like, even though, like, he felt like he failed in one aspect of life or he was rejected or things didn't work out in his favour, he's got, like, how many amazing yeah. kids that are pursued yeah. this, that are mm-hmm. educated along with Bardic mm-hmm. and that will continue to do that. So he's living vicariously through all of you guys. Yeah. And the same with my mom as well. Like, I think I spoke to her years ago about, like, what she wanted to do. And she really said she wanted to be a doctorate. And I don't know if doctorate means doctor or nurse, but I said, I, mom. And then... um. As a kid, like, she always pushed me to do the sciences. And, mm-hmm. like, they do that. And, like, they, they did. Do, yeah. But, like, one thing I can always, like, give, like, thanks to my mom for is always, like, pushing, like, education, but also tuition as well. Like, she put mm-hmm. her money where her mouth is. Like, yeah. she didn't just say, oh, you do well in school. Like, she went out of her way to, like, get a private tutor to make sure that we were good, alhamdulillah. And, like, even though I didn't go through, like, the, the medical route, it's just crazy because, like, even though I'm in university, like, I'm doing it for her. Like, I'm doing it for myself, of course, mm-hmm. but her reason is bigger than mine. Like, I'm not yeah. even doing it because I want it. I'm doing it because, like, I have to do it for her. And because I love her so much that this is, like, the bare minimum that yeah, I can give like her. It's, you don't you want to know? That was literally mm. my motivation in mm. third year. Like, I didn't... This was, yeah, just a few months ago. Mm. Um, we were in lockdown, mm. and it just became so overbearing. And then... Of my mom's not in the country right now, so I'd speak to her over the phone and we'd catch up and I was like, Oh, I don't think I could do this anymore. I'm thinking of dropping out. And she was the one that was giving me the encouragement and the motivation to keep pushing mm-hmm. just for a few more months. Mm-hmm. And yeah, by then like I finished uni and alhamdulillah, like I did well. Mm-hmm. But I did it for her it at that you. point, uh, especially like first year and second year, I did it for me. But last year, if it wasn't for her words, I wouldn't be able to go through it. Mm. And I think that's so amazing, guys. Like support system. Like I know rejection, like me and Hani, we dealt with our fair share of rejection, but we kind of later, we'll come back to like support systems. And But I think it's so important for you to have like a solid support system and know who your people are, like your person. And I'd say for me and Hani, it's definitely our moms. Yeah, May Allah like protect them, preserve um, them and elevate um, their ranks. Because if I cry, no, I love her. If I cry, you cry. You cry. Like no one's going to champion you as like much your as your mom or like Facts. just even your family. Facts. So like in terms of like to sum everything up, in terms of rejection, I think you need to know when to give up like I don't want people sacrificing their mental health Mm -hmm. I don't want people sacrificing their expenses over something that isn't going to pay off at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and also like going back to Yaz's um uh point on in terms of like praying and in terms of asking Allah for the best option possible Mm -hmm. um and just ask him to like facilitate it and make it easier for you you know I feel like the power of the Ramadan to having to work on like God consciousness and knowing that like Mm -hmm. no I think that's tough right God, like, as in you believe, like, you've given your whole life to Allah. Yeah. Like, you're just thinking, like, he has got me. Yeah. He's got me. Mm-hmm. Like, when I when I pray, one of the, um, like, du'as I say at the end is, Allah, I put my trust in you mm-hmm. and I put my my life on, in your hands. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, it puts everything into perspective mm-hmm. where, you know, like, we think we have so much control in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, we're the authors of our lives and, like, we write our stories, which is true to some extent. Mm. But at the same time, at the end of the day, like, everything's already set in stone and mm. it's already it's written. written. So you saying that affirms uh, what Allah has been saying throughout. And, like, you know what's so mad? I feel like it's so important for you to humble yourself. Like, you need to remember, like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is, like, he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. And within the earth, he's the creator of us. Like, mm. our whole life, years before we were born, years, thousands and thousands of years before we were even born, yeah. our life was set in stone. Of course, like, your 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 decree could change based on, like, mm-hmm. dua and also, like, evil, like, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was actually written for you. Mm-hmm. And if you want to change your provision, make dua. If you want something, make dua, like... God's like, he's like, your rizq is already written, but if you want something, pray for it, I think. And I think, can you really say that you want something so bad if you weren't, like, in prayer, crying, begging God to give you what you needed? Even though that sounds selfish, like, mm-hmm. I want something, it's not selfish in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I say, and, yeah. Uh, he encourages us. He encourages well. us yeah. for life. But also, like, ask for forgiveness too. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, like, honey, like, the way I think is, like, I'm not going to lie to you, like, when I think of my relationship with Allah, subhanahu wa like, when I was a kid, it was based on fear. Yeah. But now that it's older, it's based on love. Mm-hmm. But then I think before I ask for something, like something selfish, quote unquote, I have to ask for forgiveness because it's like, honey, it's like me coming back to using yeah. you all the time when I need something. I know. I, at least I have to you butter you guilty. up. You feel guilty. You feel guilty, but let me butter you up. Last <laughs> being good terms. Exactly. And then I'll be like, please, please send me yeah, Because more. like sometimes you do wrong yeah, things like without even knowing. Yeah. It. But um, that wraps up like our first, yeah. you know, section, guys. Yeah, stay tuned for the next. Welcome back to section two, guys. So in this part, we're going to be talking about confidence building and how we can grow from the rejection that we experience. So um, so from my experience, it's like rejection is such a nasty thing to the point where it dismantles like any form of confidence that you have. And But the trick is, you know, you have to turn that rejection into confidence like if that makes sense so the thing that you was rejected by you have to make it seem as if you know you can do better I don't know like that's such a weird way of looking at it where you know we already spoke about it not being for you but you you need to also think about you can do better hmm. so yeah that's how I see you know it. when honey's saying this like I, I can legit just like I can visualize that like I know exactly yeah. what she's talking about because say for example you got rejected in something and you're like, you know what, cool, it's not for me. Say you do something else, and then you master that. Suddenly you've built confidence because you said, you know what, that wasn't for me, but this is for me, yeah. I know. Exactly. But then let's just say that you got rejected, but you know you're capable of it, and you you persevere, you you know, you pattern the thing. You're confident as well because you've mastered that. Do you get what I mean? So I feel like just put in the effort. Yeah. The difference between like confidence and like not having confidence, I'm not going to lie to you, is effort. It's yeah. effort, and not even just effort, like it's about being motivated. And you're not going to be motivated if you're not disciplined. And that's where perseverance and all these other things come through because you have to just be consistent. I'm not going to lie to you. I know. And like, if we talk about this in terms of like a career perspective where you're rejected from this job and you feel like you could have done, um, you basically meet the criteria and the skill sets and they reject you, who's to say that you can't find another job mm-hmm. and you? Uh, maintain like those same skill sets like receive or even more in surplus and it shows that you know the jobs are just like a space where you just 
learn and it's like a space where you find out like what you want out of life but not necessarily you doing the best that you can I don't know how to explain this but if you're rejected from a job and they don't accept it you can have the same you can receive the same qualifications the same skills the same experiences in another place mm-hmm. and that's where the confidence stems from is knowing that you can find better mm-hmm. and the kind of mindset that you need to have like going back to what Hani said you know, like if a job rejects you and Honey said, like you meet the criteria and you know you meet the criteria and you know you'd be the perfect fit, like you're the ideal candidate, just know that you're overqualified. So like you have to actually remind yourself, like I am better than this and not better than this job, like in the sense that it's come from yeah. a place of arrogance. No, it's saying I've exceeded their expectations. My skill exceeds what, what they're asking yeah. and just move on. It's not for you. I'm not saying it's beneath you, but it's like you can aspire higher. 100%. And like sometimes I'm seeing a lot of young people, especially the ones in uni, getting rejected from like Tesco, from <laughs> New Look, and stuff like that. I'm like, of course, like, you're you're much better than like yeah. working in Tesco's and New mm-hmm. Look. So don't like be burdened by this rejection because at the end of the day, it's just retail. Like if you know the thing that you're getting rejected is minuscule in comparison to your cre- your uh, skill set, in comparison to your experiences, then it's not worth you getting upset Stressing over. Yeah. yeah, I think where Hanu's come from in the sense that, like, you know, with, like, minimum wage jobs, just remember the reason why they reject you is because you're overqualified in the sense that, like, I've spoken to managers and I've legit said, why aren't you hiring students? They say, we're going to put all this money and resource and training into them for them to leave. Mm-hmm. when they get that degree yeah. so there it's coming from a place i'm not gonna like insecurity on their part mm-hmm. but also i get where they come from they're thinking you know there's going to be high turnover why are we going to invest money and resources into basically a worker mm-hmm. a staff who's inevitably going to leave by the end of summer like yeah. do you get it so don't take it personally honestly you can do better and there's nothing wrong with of course working minimum wage jobs. but i'm just saying if you're in education and you have a specific goal it's a journey and um yeah just don't be disheartened and like one of the ways you can get confidence from rejection is through affirmations Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just like you consistently telling yourselves the the words that you wanted to hear like as a child Mm -hmm. the words you wanted to hear um in school like you that nobody ever said to you I think that's like what affirmations are it's Mm -hmm. like you hearing the stuff that you wish you was told Mm -hmm. but now you're telling it to yourself Mm -hmm. and there's like something so I don't know like inspiring of that where I'm like you knowing that you're enough like you fulfill yourself and like you don't need other people to make your life easier Mm. yeah or like you being attached which is which is good because I feel like it creates some sort of um independence where you know I'm more capable than you think Mm. whereas um whereas like if you constantly seek validation or like um constantly want to I don't know like you want to hear what other people have to say then not only is rejection going to hurt more but you're also in bondage to that person so you're constantly depending on them Mm. so through affirmations you telling yourself I'm confident my confidence inspires my confidence inspires others I'm enough you um telling yourself that you love yourself and that yeah like all those nice things I feel like it creates it sets you up for a good job it sets you up for a good healthy relationship mm. where you're not looking towards other people for guidance mm. essentially what honey is basically saying is like validate yourself validate yeah. your feelings validate your journey validate your re- rejection like mm-hmm. and like guys you know even though honey said like, me and honey are talking about how to move on rejection 
at first, I think you should just process it. If you need to cry, if you need, whatever you need, do it. Give yourself that day, give yourself that week, but try not to like, like be in that state for too long because like essentially you do have to move on. I'm so sorry, but life does go on. And like me and Hannah, we're trying to like get you to think of like other ways and like tips and tricks and how you can try and move on. But like, of course, if you're rejected, like we, we are validating how you feel. Like it feels shit. It does. Um, and if you need to cry, if you need to vent, if whatever you need, do it. But like, I think don't stay in that state for too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like you also taking the initiative, mm-hmm. it's also well paired nicely with the affirmation. So you telling yourself nice things, it's a step. And you also taking uh, a step towards like the goal is even better because if you're doing stuff in manageable pieces, it's more sustainable. There's less burnout. Mm-hmm. and like you created a plan for yourself so of course like you're going to follow and like stick through it whereas if somebody sets you something you're more likely to feel out of touch with it mm-hmm. so one of my advices is like making a plan um little uh, bullet points that you can take off that help you reach towards your goal mm-hmm. at the end and i'm so glad that honey talked about like having a plan and not like just a major plan like honey like if i say to you right now like i want to work for this firm yeah i don't want to just say i want to work for this firm no do like how to like maybe look at work experience apprenticeship look at like networking events like little things that you can do to say on thursday i'm going to this workshop and then that's how i'm going to be able to network with someone from this like something that's doable do it and of course like i'm not saying have like um a big plan and just say in five years time no be specific with your goals be yeah. very specific to the point where you can dot your i's and cross your t's like you know exactly what you need to do but also make sure it's like manageable like don't over dream do you know what i mean like and i think as a be child realistic. i always be realistic as a child i'm not gonna lie to you i would like get lost in the big picture mm-hmm. but like i had to just zone in and look at the finer details and say you know what this is what i need to do right now this is what i need to do today this is what i need to do this week and this is what i need to do this month so it's more manageable and yeah burnout subhanallah like guys such a big thing we could talk about that for in another ages, episode but yeah, yeah we'll talk about it for the next time mm-hmm. but going back to rejection also like you having a plan I just want to talk about why you should have a plan, like even if it's a small short-term one that then builds onto a long-term one. Mm-hmm. The excitement that you feel when you take something off your list, the the happiness that you feel like when you work towards a certain goal, like when you hear back from someone mm-hmm. or, you know, you're, you're doing something, like you're invited to something or like you've connected with somebody those excitements is like something that is only well it's exclusive for you like no one else is going to feel that emotion Mm -hmm. and that's probably why like it's such a high Mm -hmm. because you know you did this on your own like nobody helped you Mm -hmm. and that's why those feelings outweigh rejection like if you have that feeling of of bliss and happiness where you've achieved something keep that feeling in your head like don't let rejection persuade your emotions don't let it interfere with what you could be feeling in the future if you do x y and z Mm -hmm. and like also don't let like your like temporary feelings like stop you from like looking at long term long term yeah like something more permanent Mm -hmm. you know so if you look at rejection from like something that you wanted and didn't work out don't let that stop you because something bigger and better is coming your way i'm not saying it's going to come tomorrow the day it could come 10 years later but yeah yeah. that's what I mean honey you're trying to say and lastly it's important to emphasize that confidence isn't achieved overnight mm-hmm. like you're not going to wake up one day and be like I'm 
I'm enough, I I think I'm capable, I inspire. You're not going to have those feelings overnight. It's something that you have to, I think it's something that you have to like get rejection. So you have to experience rejection for you to be able to say that wholeheartedly and like mean it as well. So one of the advices I want to give is surrounding yourself with people that uphold your your confidence, like don't the ones that don't dismantle it, the ones that don't put you down. Because sometimes you're not your biggest champion, you're not your biggest fan. Sometimes it's your mom, sometimes it's your friends, sometimes it's your siblings. So surround yourself with good people that are going to uplift you. Mm. I'm so glad that you said that. I feel like support system is so important. Yeah. And kind of know who your support system is. Like I feel like not everyone's your support system. Like know who your people are. Yeah. Also speak to them about things. Yeah. Like how do you expect them to like uplift you when they don't even know what's going on in your life like I'm so sorry but you can't blame them when you haven't really opened up enough even like let's say in a workplace or Mm. in an academic environment your lecturers or like your colleagues aren't going to be your support system Mm. so there's no point like you relying on them and there's no point you um, expressing to them how you feel because I feel like you yourself is enough and it's also knowing that um, if they're not there for you then there's no point you opening yourself up to them for mm-hmm. you for for your emotions to be um closed off well not closed off but like for you uh for them to close the door on you is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. so yeah it's important to know your support system it's also important to like you surround yourself with like really good people as well mm-hmm. and also trying like even though one aspect of your life is being tested i feel like that's not the case for other aspects of life of course like to so say something's not working out for you in this line in this yeah. aspect the chances are it's not happening. Not all aspects of your life is being rejected. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just that one aspect. So try not to let that rejection affect other aspects of life. Yeah. To say, maybe you're unemployed. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, you can go into depression or whatever that is. But don't let that, like, get in the way of, like, your relationship with your spouse or, like, your relationship with your friends, your relationship with your children, or your relationship with just people in general. And, like, don't let that affect your health. So, like, you're not going to the gym anymore. You're not exercising. You're not eating clean. Like, if one aspect of your life is like in turmoil, try and deal with it, but also like know when to close the door on something. So do you get what I mean? Like yeah. know not to bring that baggage to other aspects yeah. of life because chances are you're doing well like in other aspects. It's yeah. just that one that you're struggling with, mm-hmm. you know? That is it for our confidence segment. Stay tuned for the next. So we're coming to the end of this episode but before we do I want to just quickly give you a story time where you know like I experienced rejection and at the same time I had to turn it into confidence so this actually started during my first year of uni like imagine going from sixth form so like you're 17 18 and then you're going to uni where it's a bigger pond and there's so many other people that are much older than you and also like even your professors they're much older than your teachers as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I don't know, like very older. So it's kind of daunting, it's scary, and it's intimidating. And on top of that, it's like they expect you to like write at a certain standard where you wasn't taught in school. So all of those things in combination was just like a disaster for me because... I I did not inquire, like, I was basically, like, the first person in my family, well, the first female to go to uni, so this was such a massive step, and, yeah, like, there was so much pressure and burden, and I didn't even know it yet, like, 
because at the time I was excited to just be here. I didn't even know like I, I was experiencing th- those things. So in terms of like the rejection, I think it was through the grades. Like I wasn't getting the grades that I wanted. I, I thought much higher for myself and I thought I was capable of much more. But because I didn't understand how uni worked and it because it wasn't explained to me I was continuously failing I was continuously not meeting the criteria and it was so disheartening because like who can I learn from and two how can I better myself if I don't even know how like I don't know where to begin so I think like Yasmin um, messaged me about um, what's it the RLF Oh yeah. So basically, our uni, literary yeah. So like, if you like, for example, I struggled a lot on writing in terms of structure and in terms of uh, critical analysis, all of that. I was basically like really bad. And Yasmin messaged me saying, our uni has a professional writer um, uh, set up where they help students write properly and like to an academic standards so I went to uh, I set up an appointment and then yeah like this person went through my writing step by step told me that I need to work on x y and z and it really helped that it made me see what I was doing wrong because nobody's explaining it to you um it just brings me back to this one tiktok where somebody when the girl was like I don't know what audio it was but it was basically like how do I Harvard reference oh I wish I knew the audio Editing Henny here. Guys, I just found the audio. I'll play it for you now. Which way do I turn the steering wheel? Yeah, I can't tell you how to do it. You just have to know. Yeah, but unfortunately, I don't know. And so many people, like, made funny versions of it tailored to their experience. And this one just talks about learning about Harvard referencing, where they're like, nobody teaches us. And when you ask for help, they tell you they don't know themselves. So it's a constant cycle of them not making academic knowledge accessible to everyone. It was like, I'm here to wash my hands. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, so basically, she's asking, how do I um, Harvard reference? And then the other person replied with, oh, it's something that like you just know. And if we have that mentality where essentially it's gatekeeping information, then we're setting people up to fail. We're setting up our youth to fail. We're setting up anybody who wants to better themselves to fail. And essentially a great deal of humanity because who doesn't want to further themselves? Like who doesn't want to better themselves academically, mentally, physically, and vice versa? So after going to the RLS, my writing and like my grades dramatically improved and I can see where I was going wrong. So in that sense, it gave me confidence, but also it's practicing and putting what I learned into practice and not just depending on that person for help because you could only set up so like a number of meetings. It's not enough for you to like actually finish your degree. And so this was just in first year. So knowing, knowing that, I brought it on to second year, which second year was much different because I did it in Germany and like they have a different education system. But imagine like conquering that as well. So I feel like having all of that under my pocket, well, under my belt, definitely set me up for a, in a place where I feel like I can progress in terms of I'm, I'm just as good as my peers. So I wasn't doubting myself, but then you need to remember that nobody's perfect and like we also were living under a pandemic so 
in terms of COVID, I feel like my academic performance declined dramatically simply because I was depressed. Like simply put, I was actually in such a mental, in, in not a good place mentally, but also overcoming that as well. It's like, it shows the resiliency that lacks in many um, academic institutions and many workplaces. Like nobody really equips you with that skill set, which is resiliency, which is the ability to overcome your hardships. And, and I think that pairs very nicely with rejection because it means that you're better than the obstacle that you're overcoming. It, it means that you're worth more than your trials and your tribulations. And I really want you to like deep that for a second because human life is so precious and so worthwhile. And I think it's so important for you to like experience rejection. We need to stop connotating it with negativity to the point where it's such a burden to the point where it's such a negative thing to experience. Whereas now I feel like I have such a healthy relationship with rejection, which just means it's like, I, I need to learn this. I need to like learn how to overcome this. Mm. Yeah, I think that's like how I would put it into perspective. That's it's really one beautiful. more thing to learn in your, it's basically a footnote in your life story. It's such a beautiful story, Sam. Guys, I just want to talk about, not for me, but just the things that we can take away from Honey's story. So from the affirmation, she had to let herself know that like rejection was redirection. She had to let herself know that rejection isn't necessarily failure and failure isn't necessarily a negative thing. So she had to internalize that. And also like, what were your affirmations that you said to yourself? Okay, you? so I wish I had my like journal with me. So <laughs> one of my affirmations was, and I already said this, is that my confidence inspires others. Mm-hmm. I'm worthy of love, wealth and success. Mm-hmm. I am I'm confident enough to um, light up any room that I walk in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think like those were... Yeah, yeah, I love that. And also her initiative taken was her going to RLF. Yeah. So like if I basically plugged her, exactly. she took the initiative because like no one asking you. for help. Yeah. Ask for help, hold your hands up and say, I need help. Mm-hmm. And alhamdulillah, like she was really consistent. So I'm so glad that like yeah, yeah, like it's beautiful. Yeah. And I hope like this story just like helps somebody who's going through something similar mm-hmm. where they feel like they can't ask for help, where they feel like they're inadequate. Because you're not you're just in a rut where you feel like it's never ending, but it will end, you know, like through each dark cloud, there's a silver lining. I think that's the saying. Mm -hmm. And the silver lining is that you're going to overcome it and you're going to be in a better place if you let yourself. Mm -hmm. So guys, like a few things I want you guys to take away with this is we all go through rejection from childhood, adolescent, adult years, elderly years, any aspect of life we deal with rejection. And that like it, it's like a hit it's a blow to our ego it's a blow to our self-esteem like and like everyone has like some at some point in their life everyone has low self-esteem i'm not gonna lie to you no one is high all the time like sometimes we go through you know it fluctuates so i think rejection it does bruise like your ego and just like your self-esteem and also your confidence so we really hope that like you know this you know tips and tricks on how to deal with rejection how to like build your confidence it helps you and i just really want you guys to like internalize it and deep that you know rejection is redirection but also like when you're going through a rock like depression anxiety like all these mental health issues like during uni or like um in your place of work just know that in order for your flowers to grow you must weather the storm so baby girl baby boy 
it's okay. Let the rain come and I promise you, you'll rise. You'll rise from the ashes like a phoenix. I promise you. And you've got this. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps up what I want to talk yeah, about. That's such a nice phrase. So that I'm going to use that. Anyways, yeah, I think Yad summed up everything I wanted to say. So please continue for the next part. And that wraps up this episode. Thanks everyone for listening and you know, like listening to my personal story. If this, but if you resonated with it or like if it helped you out anyway, please feel free to like DM us, message me personally, and like reach out to Yaz as well. Mm. If you've liked today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. As always, thank you for continuing to support us. And I wish you nothing but the best. Yeah. And shout out to Fordosa who listened to us. Fordosa Yasin. If you're listening to this, we, we listen to your message. So thanks so much for supporting our last episode. Big shout out to Fardos Mohammed Yasin. I love how I remembered her name. Yeah. Her voice note was so cute. Thank you so much, yeah. Fardos. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, just please, you know, if you've loved it, support review, us. Review, send like us a message. It, send us a message, reach out. And guys, like, we, we're planning so much more for guys so stay tuned you understand like it's gonna keep getting better from here on out yeah because me and honey we're so excited we don't want to announce anything too soon we do have a few things lined up but guys just support us and um also follow our tiktok page guys because we're a lot more active yeah yes just posted a video 10 out of 10 go like and follow and comment and comment and also like we've set up a q a section so bring like send us your questions and we'll like interact with you guys because i feel like that's what i want out of this podcast mm-hmm. like i don't want because we have like, hundreds and thousands of people listening mm-hmm. and i just want that to translate all into over the world, all yeah. over the world and i want that to be very interactive like mm-hmm. i want to know who's listening yeah even though i roughly know guys i promise yeah, we you know. I, I know we know, we, know we know but i just want to see them yeah. i want to know their name i want to see yeah, yeah like, i want to have like the bobs like the bobs. Yeah. yeah i want to have a stun account what do you call them yeah i want to have a stun account guys oh, we'll, we'll, um, we would call our name like yeah. our listeners our stun guys, li- message us in terms of like what you want to be called yeah hmm. i'm so, so sorry guys if you're a fan i love that like yeah i listen to my podcast and i'm a stan i'm a stan too i'm a stan too we're standing us <laughs> but that wraps up everything guys thanks so much for again for supporting and for listening for following us yeah Yeah, thank you